We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. You see, as a New Testament believer, you must reckon that for you to know the Lord more, you've got to have an affinity for his word. Glory to Jesus. You've got to do it. You've got to have an affinity for his word. You've got to be, you know, to, 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 to have an appetite, you know, for his word. Hallelujah. So why should you? This is because this is where the treasures you need in life are hidden. It is in the Lord's word that the treasures that you need in life, they are hidden. Bible says 2 Corinthians number 3 from verse number 18. It says, and we all with unveiled face beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord. What's happening to us? We have been transfigured. We have been metamorphosed. We have been changed. Bible says from one level of glory unto another. Why? Because we are glaring, I mean, glaring and you know, it's, yeah, I'm getting fixated you know, on the word. But there are a couple of things that must happen before man can build intimacy with God through his word. Number one is reverence for the God of the word. Before you can build intimacy with God through his word, you must have reverence for the God of the word. What does it mean to have reverence for the God of the word? It simply means to have the fear of the Lord in your heart. Glory to Jesus. Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You see, I was telling someone just yesterday that, you see, this God, you know, um, 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 the dispensation we are in as New Testament believers, our God is no longer, um, you know, a God of terror. Bible speaking in the book of Hebrew talks about, you know, the mountain where uh, Moses went. Bible says if something as little as a bird, you know, perches on there, it's struck. He says, but you have come to the mountain of the Lord, the city of the living God. You've come to the Jerusalem, to the new Jerusalem. He says, you've come to where? To the company, you know, innumerable company of angels. Where Jesus himself, you know, is the firstborn. And is the one who makes that, um, you know, that, that, that possible for us. So what you see, reverence for the God of the word. Some people have reverence for God. But they're quick to forget that the same God is the God of the word. For the word to bless any man, you must reverence, you know, you must be able to have reverence in your heart, you know, for the God of the word. This again account for the reason why as a church, when we are reading the opening scripture of every Sunday service, we say you should stand up. We say you should stand up. No, it's standing up is not to see how tall you are or how short you are or any of all the, no, no, no. It's a reverence, you know, for the God of the word. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Second thing that must happen to you even before you can begin to develop intimacy with God through his word is you must be able to reverence the word itself. You know, some people have hard copy Bible and they treat it, you know, as trash. I share this repeatedly. So you, you, you go to, maybe you, you go to a place, for example, let's assume you go to Timothy, you know, after service and you want to, you know, grab a copy of coffee or something. Some don't mind placing coffee on the Bible. That's a disreverence, you know, for the God of the word. That's not a reverence for God. 
You don't pick your hard copy Bible, for example, and drop it, you know, on the ground. Can you sit on the ground in church? Why do you put it on the ground? It is not, you see, God's written word is not a sauce. It's not a tea, tea sauce. Is that what they call it? Saucer. It's not a tea, it's not a saucer. Okay? The Lord's written word is not a saucer. Not your coffee, your, your, your breakfast tea saucer. Okay, where you place all sorts of nonsense on. That's not it. When I see the way you hold your Bible and the way you treat your Bible, I would understand, you know, the weight of reverence you have for the God of the Word. Glory to God. Reverence, you know, for the Word itself. Because every time you see the hard copy Bible, you reckon that that indeed is actually God in written form. John chapter number 1 from verse number 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So I want to liken this intimacy I'm asking us to build, you know, with the word. We got through the word. Let's liken it to a romantic relationship. Okay, so let's liken it that way. Let's liken it to a romantic relationship. Someone would say, so pastor, you love the word so much. Why do you love the word of the Lord so much? Because you see, the entirety of my life right now, all that I've been through, all that I am, and all that I'd ever be, I discovered them in the word. When no one was there, when no one could comfort me, when friends and families deserted, when I whip myself to, to, to sleep, and I'm real life story I'm sharing with you right now. When the rough road gets rough, it is in the word of God that I find comfort. You see, one of the things many also don't reckon is that, you see, for somebody like me, and I make my boast in the Lord. You see, the word of God is tangible to me. When I read the word, when I'm studying the word, when I have an opportunity to flip my Bible open, I do it with all excitement. I do it as though I, I, I literally perceive, you know, God, you know, physically standing around me and being with me. I don't know how many of you this has happened to. You know, many years ago, there were times I got so overwhelmed, you know, with the issues of life. And I'm not kidding you, there is nobody to talk to. Because it doesn't matter sometimes how much you try, you know, to explain what you are going through. People can barely understand you. I've gone to bed weeping with my Bible placed on my chest. And I'd wake up in the morning refreshed. The time, the Bible says, I, 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 I rejoice at your word. When I found your word, it says, I rejoice at it like someone who has found great spoil. Another translation says, like someone who has found great treasures. Real life story I'm sharing with you. Isaiah chapter number 41, verse number 10. I found that scripture in the lowest ebb of my life. I remember very vividly, many years ago, I was a bachelor, a young man. You know, and things were not go, go, going the way they should. I was writing some exams. I was not gaining clarity. I was due for promotion at that point. I was a banker. Due for promotion at work. Nothing was happening. Wanting clarity about several things about life. Nothing was going the way I wanted them to go. And that day, in my living, in my bedroom, I walked in, found my Bible, the art copy Bible, the bigger one that I used, you know, to teach you guys, you know, um, Biblio. 
and I lifted up that Bible up. And I said, Lord, I know you're real and I've been told you're real. At this point, life is about to be sniffed out of me. If you are God and you have plans for my life, lead me through this word. Give me a word for this season of life that I'm in. All I did, I just flipped my Bible open. The very first place I saw that my eyes got fixated on. Take a look at it on the screen. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen your glory to Jesus. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I can never forget till the Lord takes me home. Imagine being in the valley of the shadow of death. And you cried out to God. And you picked up the Bible. And this becomes life to you. What else do I need? So I laid on the bed right there. And I flipped, you know, the same Isaiah 4110 on my chest. And I just began to sob. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. You see, these are some of the experiences some of us have had that, that, that tells of how we get crazy in the Lord's, you know, house and why we get crazy about the Lord's business that many of you don't understand. That's why sometimes when worship is going on or praises are being sung, we cannot stay still. You know, like the song is expressions ministered on this morning. Can we celebrate these expressions? Hallelujah. You know, just like the song the ministered on this morning, for example, you know, that song would always have a way, you know, to remind you of where the Lord has brought you from. Isaiah 110. Should I tell you, my birthday is November 15th. I was habitually not always staying at home. I'd go to, you know, like redemption camp, for example, to pray. And I'll be at the altar. And I'd say, Lord, you know it. This word, there is life in it. And the Lord will say to me, flip open. And I'll flip open. And I'll discover yet again. There is a word for every season of life man may be going through. And as a church, I taught you that God's word is God's voice unto man. You get it? This series is titled The Treasure Box. Imagine what my life would have been like. Do you know that many, some of you right now under the sound of my voice who are feeling as though, you know, you're, like, you're coming to your weekend, who are feeling as though things are not working, who are feeling as though, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not gaining clarity, you're not moving forward. Sometimes it's because you've been lazy to actually flip the word of the Lord open. And you're not holding on to anything. It doesn't matter how that situ terrible the situation gets. There is a word. For every situation a man may face here on earth in the written word of God. So when you find it, you lay hold of it. The word is powerful. Act chapter number 20 from verse number 38. Paul speaking to those people said to them, I commend you therefore brethren unto God. He says unto the word of his grace. He says which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Many times, should I tell you this? I love praying. I believe in praying. I enjoy it. I believe that prayer delivers more. I believe that God answers prayers. Should I tell you the truth? I love God's word much more. Because many times in the process of studying, meditating, I'm actually praying. You didn't catch it. 
Because to pray and not prayer means to pray according to the Lord's will. You've got to understand what this word says first about that situation. Have you noticed that as a church, whenever we want to lead you in prayers, we read a scripture first to open your eyes as to what that prayer is about. Just the same way I did when I was praying, leading us in prayer concerning the ark. Somebody say there is treasure, limitless treasures in God's word. And there is a word for every season and any season of life that a man may be in. Glory to Jesus. It was Psalm 119 verse 162. Psalm 119 verse 162. I rejoice at your word as one who has found great treasures. I rejoice at your word as one who has found great treasures. If you want to know a man who lost the Lord and desires more of the Lord, it's not just in the, you know, weight of the person, you know, praying. Not just in the weight of the person, you know, worshiping God. Not just in the weight of the person praising God. Watch the person's devotion to God's word. Because it is in his world you get to know who he truly is. It is through the word, okay, that you get to actually understand and unbox the treasures in it. Glory to God. So I love it. A day cannot go by without flipping it open. Without listening to a sermon. It's not possible. Glory to God. So how do you then build intimacy? Brother Ken, could you please bring this? This place is a bit hot. Hallelujah. So how then do you build intimacy, you know, with God through his word? How do you do it? Number one, you've got to be intentional. Intentionality. Someone would say, Pastor, everything you're teaching us, your number one point is always intentionality. Intentionality. Well, you may call me pastor intentionality because intentionality has brought me thus far. You know why people don't make progress in their walk with God? They are not intentional about serving God. They are not intentional with the, in their walk with God. When you're not intentional about, you know, anything that you're doing, you do it after sadly. You do it like someone who's been forced. When you're not intentional about anything you're doing, you begin to do that thing as though you're being forced to do it. You do it without reasoning. You do it without sense. You do it without any sense of diligence. But intentionality, okay, resets your brain, your soul, your spirit, your mind, your body, and causes them to be aligned to that thing that you want to achieve. I'm very intentional in everything that I do. Scripture says whatsoever thing your hands find doing, you should do it with all your might. To be able to do that thing with all your might, you must be intentional about it. I'm intentional about my relationship with people. I'm intentional about the way I pastor this church. I'm intentional about every little thing that we do. Intentionality creates focus and direction for you. In your walk with God, you've got to be intentional. In other words, you've got to say, yes, this is it. And this is what I'm doing. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Before coming to church, you must also be intentional. Intentionality causes you to get to a level where you begin to pursue goals. So you're leaving home, for example, for a Sunday service. You've got to be intentional about your presence in church. So when somebody then sees you and doesn't greet you, you'd remember... 
That's not part of my intention of being in the Lord's presence. Intentionality helps a man to know, you know, what deserves the exertion of his strength. So to build intimacy with God, number one, you've got to be intentional. Intentional in the sense that you can say to God and you can let him know, Lord, I want to build an intimacy with you. And you set plans and purposes and goals and directions in place to making that possible for you. Colossians chapter number 3 verse 16. It says, let the word of the Lord dwell in you richly. The word of God cannot dwell in you richly, you know, without you being intentional about it. You getting it? The word can, the word may dwell in you, okay? But for you to dwell in you richly, according to what Paul says, you know, to this church in Colossians, in Colossians 3, 16, for the word to dwell in you richly, you must be intentional. This casual Christian lifestyle, where you have no, some people cannot quote one scripture. A verse. You eat every day. You don't eat the word. Jeremiah chapter number 15 verse number 16. Jeremiah says the words were found. He says and I did eat them. I consumed your word. Thy words were found and I did eat them. He says and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's exactly what I'm talking about. About reverence for God and reverence for the God of the word. There is something that should happen. There should be a butterfly in a believer's tummy. Whenever you hear anything that has to do with God's word. Glory to God. When you get to church, for example, in every of those items, every of those services, you know, you should, be, you, should be, you should be excited and all of those. But when it comes to the word, you should also be even more excited. And say, Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Your word is coming. Hallelujah. And I receive it. I receive it with thanksgiving. The words were found and I did eat them. And they became the rejoicing of my heart. He says, because you, Lord, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Hallelujah. Do you know that it's also through the word that you get to understand what the Lord wants and what the Lord does not want. Glory to Jesus. The word of the Lord is filled with limitless treasures. If only man, you know, would not, would not be lazy. Um, to be diligent, would not be lazy and be diligent, you know, to actually go into it. And flip it open. And you know the beautiful thing about it? If you find it in the word, it was written for us to take, not for the devil to take. The scripture was not written for the devil. It was written against the devil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It was not written for the devil, man. It was written against him. Hey! Glory to God. He was not written for him. It was written against him. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So you find it in the word, it is yours for taking, not for the devil to take. You found it in the word, it is yours for taking, not for the devil to take. I rejoice at your word like one who has found great, great treasures. Hallelujah, glory to God. Number two, building intimacy with God through his word. Number two, building intimacy with God. How to build intimacy with God through his word. Number two, believe in the word. 
to build intimacy with God through his word, you've got to believe in the word. Hallelujah. Because you cannot love someone you don't believe in. Glory to Jesus. We're talking about intimacy, right? You cannot love someone that you don't believe in. So to, to, to build intimacy with God through his word, you must believe the word. You must believe the Lord. Hallelujah. Because Bible tells us 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, verse number 20. 2 Chronicles chapter number 20, verse number 20. He says, believe the word of the Lord. You shall be established. The be part. Believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. And the translation says, believe his word. He says, believe his prophet and you shall prosper. There is no point desiring to build intimacy with God when you do not have any desire, you know, to be able to, you know, uh, 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 when you don't have an, any desire to believe in him. Because in actual fact, you can't fall in love with someone that you don't believe in, except it is lost. To truly love the person means that you actually believe them and you are willing to support them through whatever face of life that they may be in. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. So for you to be able to build intimacy with God, koinonia with God through his word, you've got to be able to do the same thing. Glory to Jesus. Sister Brooklyn, you've got to believe the word. Aside from you being intentional, you've got to believe. You see, there is nothing in the word of the Lord that's a fluke. Bible says his words are like, they are like a hammer. There is nothing in the word of the Lord, you know, that is a fluke. As we continue to, you know, with this teaching series, I'll, I'll then begin to share with you some things, you know, that happens when, you, when a man continues to hold on to the word. So you say, Lord, you know, there was a word of prophecy, you know, that you gave, you know, you actually prayed with me concerning this, and you said this was going to happen, and that, you know, I was actually also studying the Bible, and I found it in the scripture that the Lord says, I will not be sick, but I'm already made whole, but I don't see these things, you know, being manifest in my life. I'll begin to show you some of the reasons why those things are not happening. Do you know three things the word of the Lord does not do? It does not lie. It does not fail. The word does not change. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Number three, building intimacy through the Lord's word. Number three, hearing the word. Look at how calm and how serene you all heard this morning. Hearing the word. Intimacy can be built, you know, with God through his word by hearing his word. The same way you also get better, glory to God. The same way you also get better and you love, you know, your partner better. You're, 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 you're deeper with them the more you hear from them. Glory to God. This is also the reason why sometimes you get mad when they don't call you all through a day and they lay claim to being busy. Romans chapter number 10, verse number 17. It says, Faith therefore comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of the Lord. 
Do you know that your emotional state, when the word of God is being taught, will determine how intimate you actually desire to be with the Lord? Hearing the word, you can build intimacy. Why do we come to church? Many of us come to church on a Sunday service because the major highlight of our service is the teaching of the word. This also is the reason why you need to be planted in a place where reverence is given to the God of the word and to the word of God in himself. And where the word of the Lord is being taught with power and accuracy and simplicity. Glory to God. Hearing the word can help you. So the more you hear, the more your life is being transformed. The reason why your thoughts are not good for you, you know, to be skipping services. We have all our messages on podcasts, on Apple Play, on Google Play Store, on all of all those platforms, on YouTube and all. Hear them. You see, the word is so powerful, so enriched, such that the more you hear, the more God performs, you know, the works of transformations within you. So when I say, for example, that if you stay planted here for a minimum of three months and you practice what is being shared, we are talking about you hearing the word of God consistently, Sundays, Wednesdays, during the week, consistently for those spirits and giving the word a free course in your life. You get what I'm saying? Giving the word a free course in your life, that's where transformation begins. Hearing the word. Number four. How to build intimacy with God through his word. Number four, studying the word. Studying the word. Studying the word. Do you know that many at times I flip my, I drop my Bible closer to myself, you know, and I flip it open to begin to read, and I find myself just smiling. Does that happen to anybody here? I just find myself just, I'm just excited. You see, that's the level I want you to get to as a result of this series. That whenever you hear anything that has to do with God's word, there will be a butterfly in your belly. You know the way your newfound love's affection shocks you? It's exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to God's word. That you think about it and you say, oh Lord, thank you. This is so rich. All the masters in your word Dear Lord, teach me, guide me every day. Send your anointing, Father. Order my steps in your world. Please, Lord, order my studying the word. You know, one of the things I've discovered as a pastor is many actually desire to get more intimate with God through his word, but they don't have a study plan. I taught this a little bit during one of the Biblio sessions. You see, you, you are not studying the word, not because you don't want to, but simply because you're not intentional. It's simply because there is no study plan okay this is a brand new month for example you've not set a target or a goal to say okay yeah so in this month of September I want to be able to go through two books in the New Testament you've not set a target to say okay so in this series this month for example I want to be able to read all through this month at least one chapter of the Bible in a day that's the reason why you're not studying it so when you then pick it up open because you see once the goal is not there there will not be focused to be able to do anything. 
This is also the reason why it is important for you to have a daily devotional guide that you use as a believer. Your version of the Bible is available for everyone. You can be using that. You wake up in the morning, let the first thing be for you to go through that. Don't just read that. You take your time and meditate on it. You take your time, you know, and dwell on it. That's what, how it produces results. So not because you don't want you, not because you're, 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 you're whatever, not because you don't like the Lord, but you don't have a plan. You're not intentional. You're not setting target. You're not saying this week I want to be able to read one chapter of the New Testament at least. So when you have the goal set, you know, and you choose to be disciplined with it, you would see that your appetite for the Lord's word is rising. A believer should never go through 24 hours time. You go through around the clock without flipping a page of the Bible open. Second Timothy chapter number 2 verse 15. Second Timothy chapter number 2 verse 15. 2 Timothy 2 15. It says study to show yourself what? Approved. Study, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed or rightly dividing the word of truth. Glory to God. Number five. How to build intimacy with the world. Meditation. Ah. You see, I cannot overemphasize this. You know what meditation is? Meditation is contemplation. Like you find, you found a word, you know, in the scripture, for example, and all through the week or all through the day, you're just playing that word or that verse of the scripture again in your head. That's what meditation is. I really wish you could fully understand. You see, talking about romantic relationship, for example, the thought of your man never leaves your mind in a day. You may be at work and all of a sudden you just remember him. Meditation. You see, a believer must always have a word that they are contemplating on per time. I'm not talking about studying now. I'm not talking about hearing. So you've studied, for example, or as you're in church this morning, for example, and I'd like to read Psalm 119, that 127, that says that, um, you know, I rejoice at your word. It's just like someone who has found great treasures. So for you to take that as a meditation all through the week, it will just be coming through your mind. I rejoice at your word like one who has found great treasures. So you then begin to ask God. You know, the more you then begin to meditate on it, the more the Lord begins to give you more understanding and revelations and kononirema, you know, in the same verse of the scripture. Many don't have a word they're meditating on. Meditation is very, very powerful. Those of you who practice yoga, all this um, um, spiritism, new age, all of all those things, they do meditation a lot. You know why they do all of all those things a lot? Because it has a way of renewing the mind. The psalmist declared, the psalmist says in Psalm 119 verse 11, he says, thy word have I hid in my heart. He says that I may not dwell against thee. You know why he could hide the word of the Lord in his heart? He's consistently meditating on it. 
Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 16. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So when you begin to meditate on such scriptures, you see that word begins to empower you to begin to live the kind of life that God desires that you live. More power is made available for a believer who has understood and who understands the power, you know, of meditating on God's word. Meditation. Meditation. In our closing charge, that Psalms 1, 2, 1 verse number 2 that we close the service with, it says, But whose delight is in the word of the Lord? It says, And his, his word, he meditates day and night. You're not meditating on nonsense. You're not meditating on frivolities. You're meditating on God's word. So it says that because he meditates on God's word day and night. In other words, he meditates on God's word round the clock. What's going to happen to him? He says then, he shall be. Not he will be. Because the word of the Lord is his meditation. You know, you can't just hear the word and just want to jump on the word. You've got to meditate on the word. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. Meditation is like chewing on the word. You get that? To meditate on the word is like chewing it. Imagine someone has given you a very hard bone and said you should take. And you tasted it and it's so delicious, so tasty. You know how you begin to chew it? How you begin to chew it? How you begin to chew it? So you're able to digest it. That's what happens when a believer begins to meditate on God's word. Bible says he shall be. Not because he heard the word. Not because he studied the word. But because he meditated on the word. To hear the word is fantastic. To study the word is fantastic. But much more, every believer must learn how to meditate on God's word. Because it's in the place of meditation that more power is made available unto us. You contemplate on the word. That's why you read devotionals. Glory to Jesus. That's why you read devotional. For example, this morning on your version, the devotional, you know, the Bible scripture was, he will, except the Lord builds the house. You know, it says the build in vain, you know, who build it. Except the Lord watches over the city. So that kind of a word that you saw in the morning when you picked up your Bible and you begin to read all through the day, you just begin to remind us, oh, what did I read this morning? Except the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain, vain that build it. You continue to meditate on it. You're walking, you're eating, you're driving, except the Lord builds the house. The more you meditate, the more revelations you get, the more understanding you get, the more you chew the word, the more transformation will cause in your life. Because he meditated, he said, It shall be, not it will be, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. It says, whose leaf shall also not wither, and whatever it doeth shall prosper. Because it meditates on the word. Give me message translation of that Psalm 71 verse number 2. I just want you to see what message translation says very, very quickly. See what message translation says. Message says, message not amplified, yes, it says, Instead, you thrill to God's word. You chill. What did I tell you meditation was? Glory to God. I think I should write my own Tejumadis version of the Bible. Hallelujah. You see, that's one of the ways you would know that the spirit of the Lord is one. So when a believer, I mean, when a man of God or when someone is sharing the word with you and the spirit of the Lord is upon that person indeed, he speaks and shares what the spirit desires him to, to share, not what he has crammed in his head. He says, instead, let's begin from verse number one. 
And we will begin to run through and bring the service to a close. Hallelujah. Somebody getting blessed. Come and celebrate Jesus this morning. It says, how well God must like you. You don't hang out at sin salon. <laughs> you don't slink along the dead end road. You don't go to smart mouth college. You don't run your mouth. Okay, yeah. Hallelujah. He says, instead, you thrill to God's word. You chew on scripture day and night. Is someone willing to begin to chew on scriptures? Hallelujah. He says, you chew on scripture day and night. He says, you are a tree, not you will be. Because you chew on it alone, this is the result. You are a tree planted, replanted in Eden. Bearing fresh fruit every month. Hallelujah. No wonder I look fresh every time. Hallelujah. The word of God, when meditated upon, as a way of renewing the soul and mind of a believer. It says you are a tree replanted in Eden, bearing fresh fruit every month. Never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. Meditation. You know, like I've always done with every series, once I begin a teaching series in church, there is always an action point. For example, last week, I gave us, I mean, last series, which was um, August, there was an action point. Action point was for you to share the gospel with three people and get at least one of them into church. In the week before, I mean, the month before, there was an action point. Action point was for you to get the book out to win friends and influence people, you know, and read it. There is an action point for this series. And this is the action point. I would like you, except you are staying for the second service, I would like you, please, if you don't mind, could you please rise up on your feet? Please, yes, if you're in church in person, please rise up. It's the Lord's house. Come on, celebrate them. Please rise up. Except you have plans to stay for second service. If you're not staying for second service, please rise up. Yes, please. Hallelujah. Celebrate them, please. God bless you. Celebrate them. Celebrate them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. So this is the action point, And this is what I want you to do. I want you to pick a partner. Someone that you will be accountable to or through this month about how much of the word you are studying and what word you are meditating on. Could you please quickly do that? Just connect. You will get the numbers of each other, you know, after the service. My brother, just look around and just see. There is a sister at the back over there too. Just, you, you, you get someone's contact, okay? If they're comfortable to share with you. And I just want you to become your accountability partner. Okay? So as you are reading the word this month, you all, you both are sharing, exchanging text message with one another. This morning, I read X and Y verse of the Bible. This is what I'm meditating on this week. Or this is what I'm meditating on today. Do I have your, your assurance to be able to do that? Everybody standing? God bless you and God gives you grace. Celebrate them this moment. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And lastly, this morning, as I begin to bring the word of the Lord to a close, intimacy through the word is application of the word. Application of the word. The proof that you are intimate with God through his word is dependent on the level of application of the word that you make. Bible says in James chapter number 1, 21 to 27, and I'm going to just bring the service to a close on that. James chapter number 1, 21 to 27, very quickly, James 1, 21 to 27. You see, obedience to the word 
is a route to intimacy with God. You don't dis disobey the one you love. Okay? You don't disobey the one you love. So there is no complete teaching on intimacy with the Lord, you know, without touching on application of the word or living the word or obeying the word. Take a look at what James 1, 21 to 27 says. I love this scripture so much. It says, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. He was speaking to a church, okay? He was speaking to a church, okay? So he was not speaking to no unbelievers, it says, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. He says, which is able to save your souls. All this nonsense that you practice and all of all these things that you do, leave those things aside. You see, the word that has been taught to you, that has been shared with you, that has been implanted in your heart. He says, be, go back to 21 for me, please. He says, receive that word with meekness. He says, because it is able to save your souls. Hallelujah. Look at verse 22. He says that, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. Because that is what we see in churches. So, by the time service is done and they step up, they've forgotten everything taught in church today. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. 23. It says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror, for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. You see, the original rendering says, what kind of man he was. Some other translation says, what, what kind of, what he looks like. But this scripture says, what, not, it, it, this scripture is, I mean, this particular version is not what he looks like. It is what kind of man he was. In other words, the kind of man that he is, it is in him being the doer of the word. The kind of man that he is, is going to be revealed in him doing, activating, living, teaching, you know, obeying the word. That's where and that is how the kind of man he truly is, you know, will be formed. Sisters, you watch the you look at the mirror in the morning. You look at the mirror, you see yourself looking so elegant, and you are done. Then you turn around and you cannot forget exactly what the image you saw looked like anymore. That is the way the Bible describes someone who hears the word but fails to do the word. The word has been preached to you this morning, the word has been shared with you this morning. You've also been given an action point in respect to this series that you're going to pick a partner and, you know, and decide you know, on how you want to share the word or meditate on the word all through the week. Would you act on it? You've heard about meditation and how powerful meditating on God's word is. How many of you would be willing to chew on God's word? Before you can even chew, what word do you want to chew on this week? To chew, you've got to have something in your mouth. You can't just be chewing your mouth. That would be nonsense. You've got to put something in your mouth. What word, what verse of scripture do you want to meditate on? You know how you can get them? What phase of life are you in? What's the thing going on in your life right now? Can you go through the scripture and find a verse of the Bible that aligns with that and just continue to meditate on it? Can I tell you what you can do a step further? You can print that out and place it somewhere conspicuous in your room. 
in your bedroom, in your washroom, whatever. As you continue to meditate on the word, as you continue to hear the word, as you continue to study the word, and much more as you continue to act on the word, more grace is going to be made available. And you will see that gradually you are falling more in love with the Lord. You are falling more in love with him because the secret of the Lord is in his word. Rise up on your feet this morning. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. In lofty heights, we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord. So you're under the sound of my voice. You've not accepted the Lordship of Jesus or you once did and you went back into the world and you'd like to say, Lord Jesus, I'm back home. I love you and I desire that you save me. Would you please, all eyes closed, all eyes bow, signify by the raising up of your hands and just say this after me. Dear Father, thank you for your word that has been taught unto me this morning. I give you praise, Lord. I repent of my sins. I confess you as my Lord. I believe that you died and I believe that you rose. Please save me. Fill me with your spirit. Saturate my heart with your love and make me yours forever. In the mighty name of Jesus. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.